This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody. Time for our weekly Twins chat. Bring in Rhett Bollinger here. And Rhett, uh, this has just been a miserable year in Minnesota. There's no other way to put it. Uh, not the season the Twins expected. I know that leads to some big picture discussions uh, uh, involving Terry Ryan and Paul Molitor. Um, certainly seems like both of those guys are safe. Uh, but where do things head from here, in your opinion, as far as uh, I mean, the possibility of Retooling this thing a bit mid-season is—is is there any uh, any conversation along those lines? Yeah, a little bit. Like you said, I do think that right now that Terry Ryan and Paul Molitor are safe. Uh, ownership and Jim Polad supports them both. Um, but yeah, they're going to probably shake some things up going forward here. Uh, you know, luckily Kyle Gibson's coming off the DL, and it looks like Byron Buck is still playing pretty well there at AAA. I'm guessing he'll come up and we'll shake some things up that way. Obviously, made a move to get Robbie Grossman, and he's been pretty good. Um, and you got to figure, too, leading up into July, obviously we're not quite there yet until late July, but uh, they're going to start trading some guys, too, you know, try to get some values. And obviously knowing at this point, you know, that they're just out of it. You know, obviously they had high hopes to, to make the postseason, maybe be even a wild card team after dismissing out last year. Um, and at some point they kind of got to retool this roster and see if it's worth trading guys, maybe even a guy who has some value like a Trevor Bluth who they didn't want to trade in the offseason, but now still has, you know, next year under contract, too, as well, so it wouldn't just be a full rental. Um, and they got to kind of maybe see if they can give some of these younger guys, whether Max Kepler, uh, an extended look in the outfield, whether that means they have to trade Oswaldo Garcia to make room for him. Uh, you know, we'll kind of see. Um, you know, there's just going to be some guys that are going to kind of move around here. They've already done a lot of roster reshuffling. Uh, they're trying to do whatever they can to kind of shake this team up. And so far, truthfully, none of it's really worked. You know, they've tried to, you know, change even the lineup up. They've moved around some guys in the outfield. They've tried a bunch of different stuff. They're trying to get Eduardo Nunez as much playing time as he can just because he's been their best hitter pretty much. Uh, but so far, nothing they've done really has seemed to work. Yeah, you're right. A lot of, uh, a lot of roster movement uh, in the last couple of weeks. Pat Dean, Taylor Rogers, Brandon Kensler, Robbie Grossman, Darren Mastriotti. So it's been uh, a lot that has not uh, added up to much, unfortunately. I, I wonder, Red, how, how is Paul Molitor handling this? Obviously, this is a Hall of Fame caliber player. And stepped into a situation as a manager that uh, you know looked like it could only get better, and, and got tremendously better last year. And you want to continue to ride that wave. Um, you know, this is not exactly uh, the, the kind of season he signed up for or anticipated. How's he handling it? You know, surprisingly well, to be honest. You know, he's not someone that, at least with the media, you know, we get to see him every day, talk to him before and after every game. Um, and he's been the same old Paul uh, with us as he was last year when the things were going well. So that's kind of the thing about him. He's very even keel. He's not someone that gets, you know, too high or too low and doesn't get too snippy or, or angry at the media about questions. He knows that this team is really underachieved, um, hasn't played well. And I think he understands, too, that some of that does fall on him and the coaching staff. At the same time, there's only so much he can do. Um, so, But he's not sulking. He's not, you know, doing anything like that. He's trying to stay positive. He's, he's a pretty positive guy. 
but he's also a realist and knows at this point that the season's pretty much lost. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with some guys that are struggling. Maybe like, you know, Brian Dozier's really been struggling. If he doesn't get it going, what they decide to do with him. Um, but yeah, I, I think bullpen wise, like you said, they've made some changes, bringing up guys like Kinsler and obviously Dean now within the rotation. So, uh, and we'll see if other guys down there, whether Barrios comes back up to start, he gets it going, but he just walked five guys in his last minor league outing. Um, but yeah, I mean, Malder really has been pretty good. The only thing he's not really a big fiery guy and some fans, you know, criticize him for that. He's not someone who gets in everyone's face and is kind of getting, uh, you know, real emotional and fired up the way, the way that Ron Gardenhire would have been in a season like this. Um, but that's not his style. And I think that he said he doesn't want to be anybody he's not. He's more of a, you know, talk to players directly and express his opinion rather than, you know, yell at them and blow them up, especially on TV. Um, one of the cases was you know, Miguel Sano in the game on uh, the game a couple nights ago was, you know, kind of didn't run out of a ball that, that hit off the wall and Sano didn't go after it. And even that time, you know, it seemed like, you know, Molitor kind of in the post game wasn't really exactly ready to rip Sano until he got a better grasp on it and saw the video. Um, so, yeah, he's not someone that really is going to go through the media even to really rip a guy. He did that a little bit with Eddie Rosario. He benched him and then pretty much optioned him the next day uh, for kind of a couple boneheaded plays he made uh, last week. But for the most part, he's not really an overly emotional guy or a guy that's really letting the losses get to him too much. But at the same time, uh, you know it's kind of taking a toll on him just because, like you said, he didn't see this coming. He thought this was a team that could compete this year. And for it not to happen, definitely is just disheartening for Molitor. Yeah, you mentioned that Sano play, and, and I know Molitor said afterward, uh, you know, he, that, that one thing where, where Sano has been slow in his uh, acclimation to the outfield is, is just being comfortable with the wall. I wonder, Rhett, do you see a scenario, and, and we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves here, but just kind of piecing things together, you talk about Trevor Plouffe as a potential trade candidate. Uh, Sano's defensive struggles in the outfield continue. I just wonder if, if maybe that is something in the offing uh, later this year where they open up third base for him again. Yeah, I can see it. It's going to be interesting. I mean, the big thing was is that Molitor really is a really big fan of Trevor Plouffe. And I think really in the offseason, the Twins never really did entertain any trade offers. Um, you know, it was one of those things where they kept – everyone kind of just assumed it was going to happen uh, because it made sense. You know, obviously, like you said, to have Sano go back to his natural position at third base, trade Plouffe for some pitching help at the time, especially in the offseason. People thought, okay, maybe trade him for uh, a reliever or two um, to help that bullpen. Um, but the Twins hung on to him, and part of it was just that Molitor really wanted – Plouffe's bat in the lineup, too. He's obviously become a pretty good uh, defensive third baseman as well. They thought, okay, well, we can get his bat in the lineup. This way we can get, you know, you know, Park's bat at DH and then keep Sano in the lineup by playing him out in the right field. And they, knew, they knew it was going to be a transition. It was going to be tough for Sano. Uh, but at the same time, uh, it hasn't really worked out so far. Um, and Plouffe does have some value. So it's going to be kind of up to, to Ryan and Mahler to see if that's what they still believe. That they think that Plouffe is still worth keeping for his bat. But at the same time, it's at this point, they they might as well try to see what they can do uh, with with Sano at third, maybe, and, and out, a new outfield with some of the younger guys. But the hard thing is, some of these younger guys they were counting on, like you know Buxton and Rosario, had such tough seasons that they're back down in the AAA. And maybe they can get it going and get it going again. And same with Kepler, um, that could be their outfield of the future. But until they figure that out too, they kind of got to figure out their outfield options as well. Um, but yeah, it could make some sense. I mean, you got to see what kind of value you can get from him. You know, I think in the off season. Uh, the one kind of trade for a third baseman was Yunel Escobar went to the Angels, and you know all the uh, Nationals got was Trevor Gott, who hasn't been very good from what I've seen uh, at AAA. So you got to wonder what kind of value you can get and if it makes sense. But if it, they can get some sort of pitching help or something like that uh, for Plouffe, I certainly think they're going to explore it. Because at this point, really going into the trade deadline, 
almost anybody should be on the table except for the top prospects, the guys like the Buxton's and Sinos and Barrios. Outside of those guys, they really should be able to kind of listen on anybody. And getting back to Dozier, uh, who you mentioned earlier, obviously his struggles have been pretty profound. Terry Ryan said, we need to fix Brian Dozier. Uh, no denying that. His 206 average since last year's All-Star game ranked dead last among the 111 players with at least 400 plate appearances. Uh, that stat really drives it home, Brad. I, I, you know, I knew his struggles were steep. I didn't quite realize that how steep until I saw that stat. Uh, what can they do with Dozier? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, like you said, they definitely had a tough second half last year after a, a great first half with Tom being all-star for the first time. Um, it's kind of been the way his career has gone. Where he's kind of really had a really strong first half, and then it's kind of fallen off in the second half pretty much uh, throughout his career until this year. All of a sudden now he's had a tough first half. Uh, and he showed some signs, you know, a few weeks ago. But he's coming out of it. He had a nice series in Houston. I'm starting to kind of get his back going after some mechanical adjustments. And then sure enough, he hurt his hamstring and missed a few games. And ever since then, He's kind of been in a tailspin. I think he went one for 16 in the four-game series against the Blue Jays. Um, I think the big thing is that, you know, pitchers have adjusted to him um, and basically don't throw him much pitches inside anymore. You know, I think in the past, you know, if he ever got an inside fastball or a fastball out and over the plate, he'd always turn on it and, you know, hit a lot of home runs, 28 home runs last year, showed off his power and even his doubles. But I think pitchers are just going away now. They're just throwing the ball away from him, uh, down and away. It seems like it's kind of their, their thing because he doesn't really hit the ball to the opposite field much. So it's going to be kind of on him to adjust, but um, at some point uh, he's got to figure that out and see if he needs to go the other way more. But he also has to kind of play to his strengths, though, too. Um, it's just he's not getting those pitches that he likes as much. It's because the pitchers know that. So um, I'm curious to see how it kind of plays out. It is pretty amazing that, you're, like you said, that he's dead last in batting average uh, since the second half of last season. Because um, this year he's hitting 199 uh, entering Tuesday, and it's you know it's been pretty rough. And Jorge Polanco is their, their top, one of their top prospects. He's actually had – very nice here at AAA. It's kind of been up and down this year, and it's actually fared pretty well offensively. Um, it hasn't really got a chance to play regularly, um, and I don't think they're ready to, to fully bench Dozier or really even send him to AAA yet because they know that he was an all-star last year, and he's technically you know, kind of their, their biggest team leader. So that would be a pretty strong message if they were to demote him or to even to bench him just because um, of what he was, you know, what he mentioned in the last two years and, and kind of as a team leader. But he's got to get it going, and it's kind of on him to adjust, like I said, just because pitchers seem to have kind of figured him out a little bit. Um, and until he finds a way to, to kind of uh, counteract that, um, it's going to continue to be a struggle for him. All right. Well, hopefully the Twins can uh, dig out of their early struggles in, in some measure and, uh, and and make some positive strides out of this 2016 season. We'll see how it continues to develop. We'll continue to check in with Rhett each week. I want to thank him for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Minnesota Twins edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. 
Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.